Have you ever asked yourself the question, when you look at the world today, what can I do? How can I help? It's just too big of a problem. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Today I want to open the program up a little bit differently than I normally do with you, my audience. Oftentimes when I come into my studio and get ready to record, I take a few moments in prayer. And, and I say, Lord, I just don't have anything today. What do I need to be sharing? What would you have me tell my audience? And I'm feeling, I've been feeling this for quite a while. What can we do? I'm watching a world that is spinning out of control. Politicians said, truth is relative, doesn't matter anymore. Oh, I can be a good Catholic and still believe in abortion. I can, I can believe in whatever I want to believe in. And somehow when I die, God's just going to scoop me up and take me to my heavenly home. And I can do anything in this life that pleases me or makes me money or makes me powerful and wealthy or popular. That stream in people has always been there. But it seems today with technology, it is amplified. And amplified in ways that I never would have conceived even 25 years ago. When I started this program, Truth to Ponder, it was at the very end of August when we had our first episode on the air. And I had debated for a couple of months, I had thought about doing something more frequent than just the one radio program I was doing. For a long time, I did a radio program called Your Weekend Show. And between 2015 and last year, about five years worth of programs, maybe a little over, the program developed a small following in a number of places online, on radio, shortwave radio, including WRMI, and even the Voice of Hope in, in the uh, eastern part of Zambia, where they have two transmitters, one that covers the southern half of the continent, and the other one covers most all of the rest of the continent going primarily north and toward the west. And it was a great opportunity and I enjoy the time, and we still produce this program. The Friday edition you're hearing today also airs on the weekend on that radio station in Zambia. It also airs a couple of other times in a couple of other places as well. And so the Friday edition sometimes is a little bit different than Monday through Thursday, but the same concept of now truth to ponder permeates all the programs, Monday through Friday and the weekend. This is just a small effort on my part. I'm not a big-time operator. I don't have a big building or a studio or a big bank account behind me to, to launch me to platforms all over the world. I'm just a 66-year-old guy that'll turn 67 this year that spent a lot of years in radio many years working for a Christian college, and even surrendered to the call of ministry in the mid-1990s. And I thought that my entire life, let me just give you kind of a perspective, and maybe this will help. When I was very young, I felt a call to ministry, but the door always seemed closed, so I just kept 
moving forward like any young person does. And I, I followed a career path that I enjoyed being a radio announcer. That's back in the days when AM radio announcers were, were rather popular playing, you know, the, the songs of the day. And from there, it moved into engineering and even some management. But God opened some doors that as I look back over time now, I understand why he did and why I need the knowledge that I have now that I would never have obtained had I not, well, had these opportunities. I was talking with a good friend yesterday. And, and he and I were kind of comparing how God has brought us to these places in our life. He's 72 uh, this year, and I'll turn 67. We're about eh, not quite five years apart. He started in electronics, kind of like I did. But the Lord opened up a door later in life to do some radio engineering ministry work. And that became what he did for decades. And then he decided to retire, but he came out of retirement not that many years ago to help in what he prays will be a missionary radio effort. And he and I are collaborating on some of the things that I've been alluding to over the past several days and several weeks in increasing the reach of this radio program. Look, there are not a lot of ministries that care about shortwave radio. They're all happy to be strictly online. Maybe maybe the bigger ones are doing satellite television, cable TV, and online, what have you. And I'm not negating them at all. Don't, don't read that between the lines. I'm saying that's what they're called to do, but I'm not called to do that. I look at the churches in which I was a pastor. Now, within my... I'll just call it for what it is, a denominational structure. Most of our churches are normally not that big. But in my ministry, God has blessed me with some of the larger ones. They weren't when I got there, but they grew. And I really believe it wasn't because I'm so talented. It's because I made a commitment to be true to the word of God and preach in season and out of season and develop a camaraderie with my congregation to lead them to a deeper knowledge of their Lord and Scripture. I can say all the eloquent things in the world, but it's only the Holy Spirit that leads somebody to Christ. I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm just a worker in the field like anybody else, and my my job is nowhere near as big as some others that have vastly larger ministries. But the one thing that, that I do know, and, and this is something that I've had to really deal with over the past several years, mine may be a small voice on a medium not used by many people any longer like it used to be, but I also firmly believe it's an increasingly important medium. Shortwave. I'm going to tell a story. I'm not going to give any names or cities or places or a whole lot of information. I don't want to you know, embarrass anybody that's listening. But I had a listener months ago wrote me and never heard about shortwave radio, knew nothing about it. She's a wonderful Christian gal, younger, and has a very deep prayer life. A prayer warrior, as they're called. And she was just praying 
Lord, where do I find information? There's so much information out there online. What do you trust? I can't, I have a hard time believing much of what I'm hearing. And she instinctively, like many of you, don't trust our mainstream media. And somewhere in the night, she had this very vivid dream. And a couple of words stuck out that she had never heard of in her life. I mean, why would she, where she lived at and the way she grew up, she never would have heard of shortwave radio. Many people you meet today don't know what it is because it's not in their car, it's not in their homes, it's not on their iPhone. What is shortwave radio? But that word stuck out in her mind. What is shortwave radio? So the next day, when she got up, she had made a note when she woke up. That word just was there, so powerful. Listen to shortwave radio, not even knowing what it was. And so she typed in the term on her computer, shortwave radio, and it came up to, a, to Amazon, of all places, where there were some inexpensive radios you could buy, and it said shortwave radio. And she doesn't know what it is, but she sees, oh, it's got AM, it's got FM, Oh, it's got Bluetooth or something. And, and she's thinking, well, it's not all that expensive. And she said, I I've got to find out what it is. And so she ordered this radio online. And, you know, a couple of days later, there it is, a nice little portable radio battery or plug-in. And she put some batteries in, and she figured out, oh, she could find some of her radio stations on FM she knew about, and she played with the AM. There wasn't much there where she lived. And then she started exploring a little bit the shortwave band. Didn't hear much in the daytime where she lived. She heard a few things. A lot of it was in a foreign language. And, and one night, she decided to play with that radio again. Nothing going on TV, nothing that was exciting in her life had to take her away. And she picked up the radio and she turned it on. And she's just kind of moving the dial up and down, not even knowing, oh, the various, you know, how many meter band, the 41 meter, 30, what have you. She didn't know anything about any of that stuff. And she stumbled across this very radio program, Truth to Ponder. And she listened. She listened intently. And I know now from an email she sent months ago that she listens on a regular basis as a podcast and occasionally on shortwave. She knows that if the podcast disappears, she knows where to find it on that radio. I think shortwave is going to have two benefits going forward. Number one, people that already have one and are looking for truth will find out we have this program. They'll either listen there, or as some do, because it's convenient, they can listen as a podcast. But they also know that if my podcast ever gets pulled by a tech tyrant, the radio show can be found on shortwave. I worry more about what will happen with online than I do anything else. Shortwave is kind of off the radar screen to many people because it is what it is. Uh, it, it crosses international borders. It's hard to block unless you're the Chinese and have lots of blocking transmitters to interfere. This signal can reach places that oftentimes, and I know when I'm thinking in terms of the voice of hope in Africa, I'm reaching thousands of people that don't even have regular internet. They have limited radio stations, let alone internet. And for them, the voice of hope from Zambia is, is their lifeline 
for information, news, and God's word in music and message. Some people in Africa will use what is called FTA, free-to-air satellite. Those kind of dishes, you can spend a couple hundred dollars and have a dish and a receiver. The dish is a little bit like around three foot diameter, not very big. And you'll find, depending which satellite you're on, you'll find a host of Christian programming. I don't agree with all of it. Some of it I'm very skeptical about, but it is a platform. And if you listen to the program, yesterday I I kind of talked about it a little bit. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but just to say that in many parts of the world, there is free-to-air satellite, and it's one way to get both Christian radio and TV into a location that may not have anything like it or even be lacking in Internet. And so that's been on the back of my mind for several days. So I look at the the job that I have in producing this radio program, trying to give you information you can't get anywhere else or maybe confirm to you things you've heard but are not sure about. Because remember, you've got a disinformation campaign that is being run by the likes of Google, the likes of Facebook, and the likes of Twitter, the likes of YouTube, and others that want to control the information you get. If you happen to be on Facebook, how many times do you see if somebody says anything, anything about COVID-19? Yeah, COVID-19. You'll see a little alert. Get information about COVID-19 and effective treatments and vaccines by clicking right here. Facebook wants you to do it their way, the only way, because their way is the only way you're allowed to think. And if you don't think their way, you might get, well, banished from their from their site. And a lot of people are afraid of being banished by Facebook. I don't know why. So far, I've managed not to be too beaten down. I just don't post that much. I don't need to. I'm not trying to poke the bear, as they say, in the mountains of Northeast Georgia. I do try to share information. And so this is my this is my little radio program for what it's worth in podcast. And many of you listen, and I thank you, and support it to keep it on the air. I thank you a lot for that. You just don't know how much that means. But I'm not alone. There are others that God is calling or has called to do something similar to what I'm doing. I, I'm never going to be, I don't see... I could be wrong, but I I just never see me being, you know, a big superstar on television or radio. I could name names of people that you know and, and many that I respect, but I don't see me ever becoming in the ranks of a Chuck Swindoll or uh, a Charles Stanley stature of, of people following and others that come to mind, Michael Youssef, just just to name some that cross my mind. I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just saying they're well-known, well-funded, and large. And they reach coast to coast and all over the world. My little program is on a handful of shortwave frequencies uh, from WRMI and KVOH out of Los Angeles, and then on the Voice of Hope in Zambia, and on a couple of podcast sites. That's it. And I think there are a couple of independent radio stations that have been taking it as well. I'm not even sure if they're still taking it. But it's my little offering. It's my little part of doing 
the laboring in the field. There's a huge harvest ready to be reaped. And there's just not enough workers. I can't do it all. A hundred of us couldn't do it all. A thousand of us couldn't do it all. But we can each do our little part. And when I open the program today with a question, when you look at the world today, you feel overwhelmed. What can you do? What can I do? I'm just one person. I shared these thoughts several weeks ago, and a few people did contact me. And I'm going to be working with some to launch a few things that I've been deeply praying about. Now, this is outside of Truth to Ponder, so you're not, I'm not asking you uh, that support this, this program. Your money's not going to be, that, that comes to this program, is still going to shortwave. But I'm beginning to look at some other things that might be feasible. Online radio, there are, there are hundreds of thousands of them, but you know, finding what you want is really not easy. But maybe using the radio voice of Truth to Ponder and you sharing it with your friends, and maybe if I develop one or two or three online kind of radio sources of various kind of Christian music and teaching, stuff you just don't generally find, that may be a benefit. I, I talk about free-to-air satellite. I have really considered, and I've prayed about this, and I'm, I'm really, I'm open to doing it. I'm looking at what equipment I, I have that I can maybe piece this together where I could have the hard-to-find Christ-centered Christian music and some programs and some teaching and some small uh, forum programs, little vignettes as they call them, things to help you in your Christian walk. Maybe maybe doing that as a radio channel on a free-to-air satellite may not be a bad idea. The price is not bad in mono. It's more expensive in stereo if it becomes music intense, but that could be changed along the way if this is something that's feasible. I'm praying about that. And so on today's program, we're going to share some of these ideas and thoughts and how do you reach your community? How do you prepare for the days that are coming? The pandemic, we are still going through, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve is now, what, 370, and I don't know what they're trying to flatten. I think they're trying to flatten your hope. They're trying to crush you down. They want you to live in fear consistently. Notice that the tyrannical governors in certain states and tyrannical leaders in certain countries that force you to shut down, lock down, stay home, stay indoors, in fear of this pandemic, most of them, if you've ever noticed, they don't even obey their own rules. That's why Governor Newsom in California will face a recall. And I hope that he's expelled from office because he lied to his people, made them do things, made them lose their business, made them go bankrupt in many cases. But he's going off to you know, some of the most expensive restaurants, mask-free, I might add. No social distancing, I might add. Rules for thee, but not for me. Same with, you know, good old Governor Whitmer up there in uh, in Michigan. You know Governor Whitmer. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs> and I make no apology for playing that little audio cut. Because Gretchen Whitmer and many other governors in the United States, like Gavin Newsom, 
Murphy in New Jersey, Cuomo in New York, just to name a couple that come to the top of my head, and many others, they have really, they've taken advantage of this pandemic with all these arbitrary, unscientific rules of how you can live your life, the things you're allowed to do or not allowed to do. Oh, it doesn't matter if you got to shut your business down to stop the spread of COVID. Of course, every one of those government workers that go to inspect to see if you dared open up, we have to shut you down. Or you can't have that many people, or you can't do this, or you can't do that, or you need to wear a face mask. They're still getting their paycheck even as you are looking at losing your life savings, your business, maybe your home. A lot of suicides over this past year because of the pandemic, and it wasn't because they got the coronavirus. It's because they became so despondent as they were losing everything to these satanic governors that think they can run your life. Now, I've learned one thing. Before you say, Bob, but it's for your safety. Yeah, that's what the Nazis said when they put the Jewish people on the trains. It's for your safety. I think there is a morbid kind of power trip that they go on the more rules they can push down your throat and how they get mad at other governors. Oh, they're going to open up and people are going to die. And then you come to places like I'm here in Florida right now. And I've been visiting a few places. Some places that are eh, more Democrat-controlled seem to be running around with fear in their face and walking outdoors. I saw somebody uh, last week. I am out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, when I say the middle of nowhere, if you don't know Florida, you're going to learn a little lesson. There are parts of this state where, like, nobody lives. You just got two-lane highways and some cow fields. And there was a guy riding his bicycle with a face mask on in the middle of nowhere with nobody around him for miles. He is so afraid of the virus, he thinks that it just lurks outdoors following him on a bicycle. And it's sad. And you go to some communities where the Democrats are still running things, and you find out everybody, oh, you must wear a mask to come indoors. You have to wear one. You're, we're all going to die if you don't. Then I go to a town. We're not talking tiny. We're talking pretty good size. Where nobody's wearing a face mask anymore. They just don't, they stopped. Is anybody dying here? Is anybody coming into the hospital, into the ICU? No. I'm looking for week after week after week. Nobody has died in this particular community for weeks of COVID-19. And how many of those that they declared were COVID really were COVID? We know a lot of them weren't. So some places where they've decided to cast off tyranny, they're doing better than the places like Michigan that keep saying, oh, we have more cases, more cases, more cases. Is anybody really getting sick? Okay, enough of that. I really want to get back to the my point. We need voices out there sharing the truth, investigating in your own communities, getting into God's word, and, and just sharing truth one to another, whether on a radio program, whether it's a podcast, any other way you can think of. I'm looking for ideas right now. I think about 
like I say, the free-to-air satellite or, or even an online channel. I'm thinking about two or three different online channels and maybe one, because it is a little expensive, to maybe launch a channel with a variety of music, some really traditional music. Kind of thinking about that. And maybe, maybe even a channel that may play like my program and some others like it and some music from 20, 30, and 50 years ago that was recorded that people have forgotten about but is still wonderful music and maybe even some newer music uh, like this particular song. God, I need you, I need you, I need you Every breath, every pulse of my heart Christ of mercy, have mercy let mercy abound I need you, I need you now God for all your
So what do you think? Do you think a, a radio channel like this would be of use to you or other people as a ministry, as a way of edifying the body of Christ, keeping us connected, whether by free-to-air satellite, whether online, maybe even a few hours a week on shortwave doing a music program. These are things that I'm, I'm really praying about and I'm trying to investigate. I want to do more than just this radio program. I'd like to help empower others to do more things as well. Time is short. Jesus described this season we're in as birth pains, birth pains, labor pains. I don't know if we're ushering in the Great Tribulation or not. We're ushering in some really difficult times and these birth pangs are going to get closer and closer together. I really believe in my heart as I've prayed about this. We've been experiencing these birth pangs since Jesus died on the cross. We've been heading to a day of destiny. We have had many times of extreme persecution, extreme tribulation and hardship and wars. Now we have the ability of destroying our entire planet if God doesn't intervene. We are coming to that time. Whether you believe in the rapture or not, I'm not even going to debate it right now. But are you prepared for what is to come? What little things can we do? What, what part of the equation, what piece of the puzzle do you have in making all this happen? The tech tyrants are going to silence true Christians. There's no doubt in my mind about that. They don't want you on Twitter. They don't want you on Facebook. They don't want you at a public school meeting. They don't want you at a government meeting anymore. They want you silenced. They want you out of their hair. You're a nuisance. You're a rabble rouser. You're a troublemaker. You're privileged. You're all kind of things. All the names they call anybody of faith. You're a monster to some people. As I mentioned on yesterday's program, young girl screaming obscenities at her mother the kid brother recorded it because she is now bought into every lie the world has to give through the public schools and social media. So her mother being a church-going person is evil, inherently just horrible, wicked, homophobic, anything you can think of. They're just, just a terrible person. She declares, you're not even my mother anymore. I don't respect you. You're evil. And she just curses and curses and curses. I can't even play it. It's so obscene. What can we offer to the world that is not the corruption of the world? What little part can we have? I pray, Lord, what little part can I have? Listen, we're running over. I've got to take a break. I'm going to share a little bit more music, a few more thoughts on the other side. And maybe we can come up with something that we can offer this world to give it encouragement in these very difficult times. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Your virgin birth. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The virgin birth. 
Now, people have a hard time with it, as if God could create the stars and galaxies and universe, but it'd be way too hard for him to have a virgin give birth. The fact is, it's biblical and it's even Jewish. If there were nothing out of the ordinary about Messiah's birth, that would be more miraculous. But it's not as if that's the only example of a virgin birth. You see, it's not just that Messiah was born in Bethlehem of a virgin birth. Messiah is always born of a virgin birth. He never comes into the world in the usual way. He always comes miraculously and unexpectedly, and not by the usual order of things. Every time a person is born again, it's Messiah who's born in them, and Messiah is always born of a virgin birth, meaning there was nothing in that life that could have produced the new birth, a rotten life producing a beautiful person. That's the virgin birth. And so when you were born again, it was a miracle. It was unexpected. It was unwarranted. It was undeserved. It was supernatural. Your past could not have produced that change. Your circumstance could not have produced that thing. It didn't come from you. It came from God. It came through your circumstances and through your life, just as the virgin birth came through Mary, but it came from God, from above. It when the Holy Spirit came on your life. So how do you tell the world of the virgin birth? You show it to them. Let the world see the virgin birth in you. Let them see the new you doing things the old you could never have done. Let them see unwarranted compassion, unexpected goodness and victory, undeserved love and unexplainable joy. For Messiah is always born of a virgin birth, even in your life. Want more? Ask for the scandal of the virgin. How'd you like to receive something so awesome it's been hidden for 2,000 years? Well, you can. The awesome, unprecedented mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it, and Sapphire is guaranteed to help you become a strong and victorious person in God. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, which is Yeshua, and dial it. It's all you do, and you'll be blessed. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, at box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, the zip 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, the zip 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Hapela, the miracle. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I was thinking during the break about a man I used to work with back in the 1980s when I first went to Toccoa Falls College to work for their radio ministry. They had a, a single radio station in Toccoa, an FM, that covered into South Carolina, North Carolina, and Northeast Georgia. There was a man that worked there. He worked uh, the late night shift from midnight till six five nights a week. He was born in 1912. So by the time I got there in 1986, I guess he was like 74 years old. But he loved his work. And there were a lot of things that he would say. His name was Frank Nagel. Maybe you remember the name somewhere. I don't know. But there were a lot of things that he said and shared with me during my years working at Toccoa Falls. He would lament how Christians had just completely missed opportunities to reach a lot of people. 
He was thinking back in the 1940s and 1950s at the beginning of FM radio, where he was at Nyack, New York at the time, not far from New York City. And back then, FM radio frequencies were pretty easy to obtain. And he would try to convince leadership in churches and church bodies to get one of these FM frequencies. And they saw no future in FM. They saw nobody cares about an FM radio station. Why bother? We'll buy some time on some little local AM somewhere. That'll do the trick. They were so busy looking at just the need of the day, they would not look toward the future. And instead, the secular world gobbled up all the good frequencies in big cities like New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Chicago. Well, Moody Bible Institute had one, but, but I'm saying in so many places, there was missed opportunity. 1978, Little Toccoa Falls College in Little Toccoa, Georgia, had a vision to build a non-commercial FM radio station. It was 100,000 watts. And while I was there, we increased the tower height and the coverage. We even added an additional radio station near Anderson, South Carolina, translators near Atlanta, another radio station in Warner Robins, Georgia, and others around the country in a satellite network. For a small Bible college, they had some vision. Sadly, years later, a new administration saw no future in radio. It's all online, don't you know? So they sold the radio stations. All of them. Some of the radio stations became secular, and a couple became super contemporary Christian. And, and let, me, let me preface something I need to say here about Christian music. Once again, I'm going to go back to what Frank Nagel said back in the day to me, back in the 1980s and early 1990s. He's still working at age 80-something at that point. He said to me, there are a couple of things you have to understand about Christian music. There are hymns, and then there are gospel songs or Christian songs. A hymn is one of those things that are written, and they transcend the generations. I mean, they could be 100 years old, 200, 400, 500 years old. They still have an impact on the church. Those are hymns. They transcend the generations. Then you have Christian songs or gospel music that are for a time or a specific season along the way. I go back to my younger years in my teens and early 20s, what we considered contemporary Christian music back then. Some of my favorites would include like Honey Tree, Clean Before My Lord, maybe Dallas Holmes, Rise Again, just to name a couple off the top of my head, and many others, even into the 1980s, the, the first of the Gaithel, Gaither vocal band. Some of those songs are still popular today. Even some Southern gospel like Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their, their doom, trumpets will sound. Christian music, a lot of it is really good, even some of the newer stuff. You know, For those that say, well, Bob, you don't like contemporary music. No, I just don't like bad theology and bad lyrics. I can deal with music style. I may not like it, but I can easily deal with it as long as the theology, the teaching, as long as the object of our praise in the music 
is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and God our Heavenly Father and the power of His Holy Spirit. When the lyrics become really cheap and all about me, 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 and what I want, 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 I want to feel good about myself today, I have a problem. So as I'm thinking out loud, we don't have much time in this segment. I do want to play a little bit more music, at least one more piece. This idea that I'm floating around of creating a radio show of music that may air at some point, maybe the weekend, I don't know. Maybe another online stream or two or three. Maybe even free-to-air satellite. I don't know. I'm, I'm really thinking about what can we do to stay connected Maybe you're lucky where you live, fortunate that you have a decent Christian radio station. A lot of areas don't have that anymore. We did, but people that didn't have a vision let them go. How do we use what is out there for the glory of God? Our job is to edify the body of Christ, which is the true church. The church, the ecclesia, those that are called out from this world. We are in this world, but not of it. We're supposed to separate ourselves from the world. And all the pomp and junk that goes with it. That's what St. Paul admonishes us. Jesus tells us we must to follow him. And so I'm thinking out loud. Do you, do you agree with anything that I'm saying? Is it resonating with you? I'd like to hear from you. Give me your thoughts. I really need to hear. I really trust what you, my listeners, have to tell me. You can send me an email, bob at truth2ponder.com, bob at truth2ponder.com. The website, you can reach me from there as well, which is truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. If you'd prefer, you can even write a letter. And you can send it to 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane. Add number 263 on that line. Number 263, that's our secure box. In Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Give me your thoughts. Is this something worth praying about some more? Be, do the research? Maybe build it out? Maybe do it sometime this summer? Will you Just let me know what you think. Because I want to do whatever it is that God has called me to do, and I would like to help you do what God has called you to do as well. So share those thoughts with me by email or even a regular letter. If you want to help support the ministry, I'd appreciate that as well. You can uh, We're known on your check as Ancient Word Radio, and that's what I'm trying to do. Just bring out the ancient word of God's truth in music, in message. In a program like this, Truth to Ponder, and other things that can be launched. We need to counter the world. We can't let them have it all. We can't let them control the disinformation. We can't let them keep lying to our young people. We need to develop our own economies, our own schools, our own everything. We need to detach ourselves. We begin to we'd have to create our own. Some of the music I'd like to play would include what you may have heard in the first segment and other things like I just mentioned some titles, even some of the older contemporary music from way back when and, and some 
old songs in a new style, old hymns, and and music like this that I really think really does edify the body of Christ. one of those hymns like A Mighty Fortress and a number of others that are just racing 
through my mind that really does tell the story that the foundation of the church is Jesus Christ, her Lord, and the church is his creation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. I think sometimes in, in much of the newer music, we forget that message, and it becomes, I want to feel good about me. All about me and how I feel. One of the greatest dangers of the church today, the modern church, the modern church it seems to be all about what I want, what I feel, what I need. It's all about the, the church of the narcissist. I come here to feel better about myself and my life. Make me feel better. And that's sad. Many are being very deceived. Uh, it's like I've said before. I'm not saying all contemporary churches. Please don't think that I'm painting with a wide brush here. I can remember during the pandemic, you know, when everything was locked down, we're talking last year, I'm producing still your weekend show, probably maybe May of last year, about a year ago, had a person contact the radio program because I had made a statement like I'm saying right now about the church has become a theater. It's all about the light show. It's all about the big screens. It's all about the lighting and the the emotions and and the praise band and the singer with her blue jeans and and she said she never thought about it that way until the pandemic. And for several weeks, she started watching her church online. They only allowed a handful of people in, primarily the praise band, the pastor, and others to make the entire presentation. And she realized this was theater, not worship. This was a stage production not true believers gathering to worship Jesus Christ. It was a show. And she felt very strange not being there, but just observing and realizing the whole time she was just a participant in a stage production. She started trying to find a different church home and then even realized the messages sometimes were also equally as as I like to call it, a little, you know, little pep talk with Jesus on the side. That's why I talk about radio shows like this and, and online stations, free-to-air, satellite, whatever. Too many places that had opportunity missed it. There's nothing sadder in life than missing opportunity. And knowing at the time you're doing it, you probably should be doing it, but you just don't want to take a, a chance, or you don't see the benefit for today. Well, God knows our future. So if God is leading you to do something that's going to impact the future, not today, why are you arguing with God? He knows the needs of today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, if he should tarry. He knows he knows what needs to be said, what needs to be heard, what needs to be seen. All this technology that we have, God understands it intimately and knows more about it than we will ever understand in this life. He also knows the needs of our future. 
there's several things that I'm thinking about. And I, I mean, I'm just one guy. I wish dozens would do it. They're, contact me and I'm going to share some information. If you have ever wanted to be, maybe you know somebody or some group that you think about it. It's not going to work everywhere. The Federal Communications Commission in the United States is going to be opening up a window for non-commercial FM. Now, just because you want one doesn't mean you're going to get one. And where you live, there may not be a frequency available just because of the way the rules work. You know, the laws of physics have a lot to do with it, where a station can fit. But I think there's some areas in this country, particularly where a lot of Christians are leaving and heading toward. They're leaving places and going to places. Places that nobody would consider building a Christian radio station 30 years ago because of the cost and what it takes to operate now can be operated for a fraction of what they it took 30 years ago. I can think of small towns in Georgia and Florida and other states where you could sneak one in. May not cover a big city, but you could impact the community where you are. Right in the corner where you are, that old song. I pray that we can find ways of reaching a lost and dying world. I want resources out there that people can, can listen to, can find, can use, and share with other people. I'm not going to keep my, my light under a bushel. I want to share this wonderful light of God's word with other people as well. I want to use this particular radio program to share truth in a world full of lies and people that believe the lies. I mentioned on yesterday's program, this person I don't really know is all about you got to get the vaccine. And I try to explain, do you understand what we don't know? And it's like blinded. No, you, you must take the vaccine so I'll be safe. Finding out that may not be true, but we'll talk about that maybe next week. I'll get some people in. I'm, I'm going to try to line up some guests to kind of sort through some of the stuff out there. There's a lot of good information, a lot of moderately good, and some that's just downright incorrect, I know. And I want to just be helping you weed through all that mess. But getting you through the pandemic is just one little thing. Building the body of Christ, preparing you for the things to come, that's the most important thing. This radio program, any online station that can be built, any terrestrial station that could be built, any new shortwave program that could be created, all must have one foundation. One foundation to build the body of Christ, to edify the church, to increase your knowledge of God's word, to be a comfort in dark and difficult times. That you're not alone. That there are fellow believers going through all the same things as you. That's why I started this radio program. That's why I, I dream big. I know. Then again, sometimes the church has been so small. I'm going to share this. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I can remember many years ago going to a small church in another place at another time in my life. And their whole attitude is we're poor for Jesus. We're just a small, tattered and battered group meeting in our little tiny storefront. And I asked the question, well, how have you grown? Well, we haven't. Why? Well, nobody cares. 
Have you asked anybody? Well, we don't have the budget, but we do have a little yellow page ad. I mean, it just went on and on. We're poor for Jesus and we can't. We don't have it. We won't do it because we don't have it. We never will have it. So we're just here till Jesus comes. I became the pastor of that church and we left that storefront and I left with the building intact with about you know, six, seven times the number of people there. It really can be done. You gotta get out of the mentality of I'm poor for Jesus. He owns the cattle on a thousand hilltops. Stop thinking that God is broke. If you believe in the ministry, why not drop me a letter at uh, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.